Radio Chaser is brought to you by Male Pattern Baldness. Sure, you'll look shit for the rest of your life, but hey, at least you can't get lice. Male Pattern Baldness. 2019. You really should cut the booze, lose 50 kilos, and fulfil your lifelong dream of becoming a YouTube star by taking up extreme parkour. That's why you're here. This isn't a radio show. It's a spiritual journey to help you live your best life. It can't help you achieve any of your goals, but it will make you much, much, much better at sex. Welcome to Radio Chaser. Andrew Hanson's here. Charles Firth is here. My name is Dom Knight. Coming up, a quiz show about quiz shows and a campaign by Charles's son to be school captain goes horribly wrong, I'm hearing. Well, I, I've become his uh, chief of staff and campaign advisor, so, you know, There's I can't scandal. comment too much. There's a lot of scandal, I'm hearing. Oh, yeah, that's not the only scandal. A big scandal in Hollywood, like there is every five minutes. Some, some actors are not happy. They're not happy. They're complaining because guess who's been cast in a new movie? And I'll give you a clue. The actor is not alive. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I kid you not. James Dean, we're talking about. James Dean. He's good. He's a good he's actor. He's really yeah, good. I mean, well, sh- there must be a shortage of good actors because they've cast like a graphical animated CGI version of James Dean in this new movie it's coming out. It, do they, are they realistic enough that, you know, they've updated his age to be what it would be? Oh. If he was still alive. <laughs> like, is it a sort of 68-year-old Re- Rebel with the Zimmer frame. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hobbling graphically into the, onto the set. Dentures. <laughs> oh, well, I've got rickets. You may criticise, but this is not the first time Hollywood's done this. You know, the Peter Cushing, they, mm. they, re, they exhumed in digital form for Rogue One. Which was Wars. terrible. By you the know, way, well, mm. he didn't. You know, what, what's wrong with it, Dommy? He was Peter Cushing. He just was, looked a bit funny. Yeah, he looked freaky. Yeah. He was very well, of weird. Of course, he did because he was made of graphics, Dommy. But look, I think it's great. No, look, I'm, I won't hear a word against this. I think it's fantastic technology. Uh, I mean, for instance, you know, digging up you can dig up any dead actor you like now to star in your show. It doesn't matter what it is. Like it made the latest reveal in The Masked Singer very surprising. <laughs> To be or not to be unmasked, that is the question. Finally, a celebrity somebody might actually recognise. You see how good that is, guys? You see how good that is? Gravitas. Doesn't well. Speaking of gravitas, dummy, doesn't stop there. ABC News, no less than the you know the flagship national broadcaster of news, they've hired a a dead actor to be a newsreader for the evening bulletins. Yes, and of course they they needed somebody with appropriate journalistic credentials and gravitas. So they got Robin Williams. Good morning, Australia. This is ABC News. Nanu, 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 nanu. Wake up and smell the hummus. Uh, breaking news today. Turkish forces have bombarded multiple Syrian strongholds, killing an estimated 6,000 people. Why do they call it rush hour when nothing moves? Fenerg, fenerg. Much better. I'd say there's an improvement. It was better than ABC News, mm. wasn't it? Look, uh, best of all, it's not just the not just serious news, guys. It's really good for advertising too. This technology, mm. this forward-thinking ad company, has cast none other than legendary dead actor Marlon Brando in their new beer commercial. Check it out. Made in Belgium from the finest hops, Europe's most refreshing beer. Stella, Stella as drunk by Marlon Brando himself. 
What's your favourite beer, Marlon? See? Triple M, Radio Chaser. And now we're going to talk about politics for a little while. Oh. So I do, I do apologise for that. But oh dear. Um, oh dear. my son is running for school captain. Why on oh, earth? hello. Yeah, and um, right. <clears throat> the contest heats up. Huh? Yeah, it's it's going to be a bit of a battle. There's, yeah, it's a real big campaign ahead. Yeah, and and he had to release his first uh, poster, campaign poster, on Friday. Wow! And and the thing is, um, the platform that he's running on is that he wants to plant one trillion trees, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, because he, he read in some book that. Um, if if you planted a trillion trees, then it would actually basically save the world. Just a trillion at, yeah. at this tiny public school that he goes so, to in inner city Sydney. Well, right. yeah. So we we said perhaps start off with something a little bit more realistic. Like, and so he he's running on the platform of planting a million trees next year. <laughs> getting, oh, oh well, right. that's very achievable. At least he's doing no, the achievable thing. No, no. But he did he did the calculations and he worked out that mm. 120 students, like the years fours, fives, and sixes, if they took a month of school, they could actually plant a million trees. Like that is just not, it, like it, it would actually happen. And he actually talked to like the school gardener and things like that. <laughs> hang the, on, the hang guy on. who the guy who helps out with the garden, the parent. So his platform is actually skipping school for a month. Yes, I can see why he's going to do well in this campaign. Well, this is the thing. I think that because having seen his his first poster. I just sense that actually it's more about the taking. So his, his first point, so the slogan is put Firth first, right. which I think is genius. Oh, and, not bad. Yeah. And then his first point is, bullet point is, take one month off school to plant one million trees. I, I no, yeah. notice how he puts the take one month off school as the first. The thing. First, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, a, that's appealing. I'm, and, I'm considering. And, and then the second point, it's very popular. Very second point is help save the world. Which, right. You know, yeah. Good sort of values-based thing. And then this is the third one. This is what he got in trouble for, and it's all been a bit of a disaster, is no homework, underlined, for a whole month, exclamation mark. <laughs> and so he started putting this up around school on Friday, and the teachers said, no, nah, you've got to take that down. You can't promise well, no homework for a month. <laughs> Where's the free speech? I know. That's what he's campaigning yeah, But on. also, this is politics. Like, if we're not teaching our children that they're allowed to lie during a political campaign, <laughs> then what are we teaching our kids? Radio Chaser is brought to you by Male Pattern Baldness. Hey, that's a hilarious bald cap you've got on. Oh, it's real. Mm, male Pattern Baldness. Charles, it just occurred to me, mm. are you trying to use your impressive media profile via Radio Chaser to win this for your son? Are you, are you trying to sort of get the word out there, vote, f- vote Hartley Firth? Absolutely. I, I will use every method I can to, to get Hartley elected. And, you know, because I said to him, look, if you, that poster is not allowed, if he's not allowed to put up certain posters in the playground and everything like that, you've got to do what John Howard would do. You go dirty. If they go low, you go lower. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so we, I, we've got together and, uh, well, actually, I've done this off my own bat because uh, we, we don't want the candidate sort of getting his hands dirty on this sort of stuff. <laughs> He's got three main opponents, right? Right. And so I've decided to, to run a few uh, attack ads. First one <laughs> is uh, it's important in a campaign like this to sort of run a scare campaign, you know, and a scare campaign that hits the hip pocket nerve. Stevie from 5J wants the school to play sport every week. That all sounds good, but who will end up footing the bill? 
Is Stevie planning to tax your lollies to pay for this extravagant plan? A vote for Stevie is a vote for higher lolly prices. Authorised by Hartley Firth, I'm speaking too fast because Hartley gave me too much red cordial. That is chilling, Charles. Chilling yeah. as your son runs for school captain. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I think we've managed to – we'll knock Stevie out of the contest. Anything, yeah, Andrew? He's got, he's got no ch- – I, yeah. I am definitely not voting for Stevie. I was, I was really thinking of voting for Stevie, but after hearing that, nah. yeah. no way. No way. The, the next uh, one who's running against Hartley for school captain is Jamie. Mm. Now, the thing about him is, you know, he's had a few gaffes. Oh. Um, and you've really got to – got to focus on those when you're campaigning. The last time Jamie from 5C was in charge, the microphone at assembly didn't work properly and Mr Carpenter had to step in to fix it. Jamie claims it wasn't his fault, but these documents prove it was his job to check whether the button was on. A vote for Jamie is a vote for more Jamie chaos and dysfunction. Authorised by Hartley Firth for the friends of people who think Jamie smells, pass it on, no returns. That's all right, because Charles, aren't you the one that turns buttons off here? Um, inappropriately taking the station off uh, the air. We'll talk more about no, that later. No one ever said that hypocrisy wasn't allowed in politics. Uh, now, the third one uh, the, is a, a girl called Alexis. And, um, and the thing is, she's running a sort of compassionate campaign. For school captain. For school captain. Mm. Uh, so that's that's really, I mean, this is basically, our attack ad is the mainstay of Australian politics. Alexis from 56H reckons we should be compassionate towards the kindergartners who are too short to reach the canteen window to buy stuff. In fact, she wants to set up a whole new line especially for kindergartners. Under Alexis, new arrivals to our school will get to jump the queue. That means if the tuck shop runs out of meat pies again, like it did last Friday, you'll be the one to miss out. Hartley Firth will stop the queue jumpers from taking your meat pies. Authorised by Hartley Firth. Whoever smelt it, dealt it, and Alexis totally smelt it. Charles, this is a disgraceful smear campaign. There is no ethics. Mm. You should be ashamed of yourself, but your kid's going to win. Radio Chaser is brought to you by Male Pattern Baldness. Now you can go to every fancy dress party as a cue ball. Bonus. Male Pattern Baldness. Yeah, I'm getting there. I'm there. You too. I'm not. I've got a wonderful, lush garden. I've got botanic gardens growing on the top of my head, but you too, uh, you've got deserts, and I feel sorry for you. At least we don't die. Anyway. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Well, come on. Uh, Come on, Baldy. So, What's next? You know how sometimes you stuff up at work? Hmm. Right. There's a story of somebody who stuffed up. I think this might be the biggest stuff up ever at work we of do, anyone We ever. do look for these, don't yeah. we? We've been collecting these all year. Yeah, that's right. Um, so there's this guy. So Europe has this sort of satellite system. It's like the GPS system. They've got 26 satellites in the air, Right. But it only works if they all sort of working together. They've got to have at least 24 of them working to be able to accurately get their GPS system working, right? So this guy, so it's just started to go haywire in July, and they've never been able to get it to work since then, right? Oh, dear. And five of the satellites are completely out. It's complete. It's a complete disaster. They rebooted it. It took six days to reboot all the satellites, <laughs> during which time it was impossible to get GPS in Europe. Anyway, they've tried to work it out. The other day, the boss of the satellite thing came out and admitted 
that actually they think what happened is that there's this one guy whose job it was to back up the software <laughs> oh, no. of, the, oh, no. of the satellite system, oh. and he forgot to do it. Oh, he just always put, back up, always satellite back man. up, satellite man. Yeah, when you're in charge of a multi, multi-billion dollar satellite system, oh. press the backup button. It, it oh. said, do you, do you want to exit without saving? No, nah, it's fine. <laughs> oh, Don't worry man. about it, satellites. Maybe Got maybe this. his hard drive was full. Yeah, and anyway, but the, and the point is, they don't know whether they'll ever be able to fix it because they they they're going to launch five more satellites to get it working properly, again. and they won't know where they are because all of the satellites yeah, are down. Yeah, and they and they keep on moving, and they don't know how to. Ju- anyway, so yeah. um, one dribble three five three. Can you beat that? <laughs> yeah. Why don't we say something that'll get some calls? Yeah. Uh, if you've got a story about stuffing up at work. Yeah. Jeremy in Blacktown, what's your stuff up at work? I might we were doing a job out of Glenory. Mm. And I had a ladder and a plank set up. And I was working away and the apprentice was in one room and I was in the other. And the job was just about finished. And I heard this smash and crash. And I ran in there to see if he was all right. And he put a six metre aluminium plank on top of a fish tank and decided to walk across it. Oh, oh no! <laughs> <laughs> what did he think would happen? Uh, <laughs> no brain. No brain. Oh. He was a struggle of his. Did, did any <laughs> of the fish survive at all? Oh, there was, like, fish were thousands of dollars flapping around on the <laughs> tile floor when I walked in. Oh. And I am just getting buckets and stuff like that. That's amazing. All right, great oh. story. Let's go to Glenn on the Central Coast. Glenn, stuff up at work. Yeah, what happened? Uh, years ago, as a plumber, we were working about uh, some shops at Westfield in the ceiling, mm. and it was trading hours, and we couldn't turn the water off. So what you do is you freeze a section with liquid nitrogen, about two-metre section, then you can cut into the pipe and do what you want to. Now, every five minutes, you're supposed to top it up with the liquid nitrogen. Well, uh, we sort of forgot after a while, and we had a, a four-inch line just suddenly started pumping thousand gallons of water into about eight shops in trading hours. Oh, no, that huh? is great. And, oh. and did you take full responsibility for it, Glenn, or did you just b- pass the buck to your mates? Uh, look, it was me and the other apprentice that were up in the ceiling. Um, so it was sort of, let's just go 50-50 on this one. So we both <laughs> got the kick up the arse, but... Oh. Uh, it was thousands of pounds of damage. All the damage we caused. Oh, Although, great well chance done. for an ice rink, though. Uh, Robert in Bargo, what was your stuff up at work or someone that you know about? Talking stuff up at work. Robert, have you got a story? Oh, hang on. You're on. So, You're on Triple M. Come back to me. Sorry, here you go. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was working at a baked bean factory. Uh oh. And, um, and, and um, I, was, I was controlling the flow of the chain. And right before the cans get the can or lids on them, mm. and and um, anyway, I thought I had this place, and I just um, put the machine in full speed, and all the cans just started piling up, and I turned my <laughs> back, and all the cans were all going off the ends. There was baked beans all over the floor everywhere. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen this in a, in a Looney Tunes cartoon. Are you sure this is real life? Because that sounds like Bugs Bunny to me. <laughs> yeah, I find it hard to control the flow after I've had baked beans too. Uh, oh. Dave in the Central Coast. Stuff ups at work. What's yours, mate? Yeah, I worked for this security company and I just got to go to the toilet one day and left his gun in the toilet and walked out of the Did you say oh. left a gun in a toilet? That's what I said. 
Oh. Mm. <laughs> um, and you know what it was for the company that he did that for? Wow, that's terrifying. <laughs> I've seen things left in toilets before, but... Uh, you know, and some of them did look pretty dangerous, but... Oh, <laughs> oh that's shocking. Great story, Dave. Um, finally, Matt and Mount Druitt. Charles be thinking about the winner. Uh, Matt, stuff ups at work. What do you think? How you going, guys? What's your story? Mate, I put about $25,000 worth of scaffolding around a wrong unit block, let's say. Oh, no! <laughs> oh! <laughs> and then nobody come out to question us either. And then when the customer turned up a couple of days later to do his work, he said, Matt, you've got it on the wrong site. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that is... Oh, yeah, laugh God. about it. Laugh about it now, mate. But that wasn't funny. I can assure you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. it what was. You... It was very funny at the time. It certainly too. was. Um, okay. Charles, what do you think? Who's We're... going to Lenny Kravitz? It's got to be. It's between Glenn, who did the Westfield, you know, yep. stuffing up eight things, or the scaffold. I think we're going to give it to Matt from Mount Druitt. Congratulations, Matt. You're off to oh, Lenny thanks. Kravitz. Thanks, guys. Radio Chaser is brought to you by Male Pattern Baldness. Women say they don't mind. It's your personality that counts. Which makes it even more of a pity that you got a crap personality. Male pattern baldness. Time for a quiz about quizzes. And now it's time for the Quiz Show Quiz Show. The Quiz Show about quiz shows. That's right. This is the quiz show that nobody has asked for, but I've delivered anyway. Uh, And so what we're going to do is we're going to play the opening title sequence of um, some of the most beloved quiz shows of the 80s and 90s. And we'll just start with this one. Welcome to the show. Dear me, it's a funny old world. Did you guess that one? What is it? Is it Sale Century? No. Um, I'm just enjoying the music. I'm happy to sit here and not guess and just listen to the music all day. What what do you reckon it is? Can you, do you know? Wheel of Fortune. No, no. Damn it. No, it was uh, Burjo's catchphrase. Oh! Burjo's catchphrase! Okay, and for, for extra points, who who hosted Burjo's catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Daryl Summers. <laughs> Correct! Now, um, uh, okay, next one. Next one. Do you remember this? You've got to remember this. Is this perfect match? Yes, correct. It is. All right. Um, and great song. Great song. Extra points. Can you remember who hosted it? Uh, it was a robot named Dexter. Correct. Yes, it's perfect match. Now welcome the star of our show, Greg. Greg Evans. Greg Evans. And Greg Evans. But okay. he, the Dexter was the true star. Okay. Now the next one um, is pro- probably I think everyone's. Favorite game show from sort of the late eighties, early nineties. Remember this? Ooh. Maybe it was mid eighties. It's sinister. The sound of a That's it's a knockout. Yes. Oh yes. Oh, we're gonna keep is. keep it going. Keep it going. Oh. The memories. It's such a good opening. Remember? Amazing. Where were? Because it, it was out. Where was? I filmed the, it at Dural. I reached it just for my book actually. Filmed it in Dural. And it got cancelled because neighbours complained. Can you imagine being enough of a douchebag to <laughs> shut down sale of the century? You oh. disgust me, Jural. Okay, oh. now we'll go on. We'll go on to the next one. Um, and and this one you've got to guess because it is fairly easy. You do actually also have to name the host. 
This is our carryover champion, Barry Jones, from Western Australia. With $76 and a win in the game, Barry will take home prizes. Is, uh, well, that sounds like Pete Smith speaking, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Surely that's Pete Smith speaking, so it's got to be Tony Barber's sale of the century. Correct! Did the neighbours complain about that one as well? That, was that Barry Jones, like the ALP president that, guy? That was oh. the president of the ALP. He won the whole, you know... Uh, thing. He? Yeah, he won like $107,000 in that episode in 1984. That's a lot. Did he? Anyway. Oh, how corrupt. Okay, so this is the last one. So, Andrew, I, I'll just uh, note that mm. I, I couldn't find um, the op- In fact, I couldn't find in the internet any trace of your game show, Strictly oh, Speaking. That's such a shame. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've had it wiped uh, permanently from all <laughs> records. Right. So, I, I couldn't play this, but you may recognise this one. Oh, music is outstanding. I've forgotten the name of that other thing Andrew is part of. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was, no idea. I think it only had one season. It, it was certainly considered a ratings bomb. Anyone, um, anyone remember? What was that thing of yours no that idea. didn't do well? I can't. Yeah. That flop. Sure, sure. What you're talking about, Charles? I mean, it's been it's been outnumbered by all of your flops so badly, Charles, that oh. I've forgotten the one thing that I did that didn't work. Well, let, let's find out. The unbelievable truth: the show where you may learn some things you'd rather not know. For instance. Did you know that reindeers drink human urine, which is going to really change what the kids put out for the reindeers next Christmas? Yeah. yeah. It's the unbelievable truth. It's a great show. Great show, the unbelievable truth. Well, this quiz has ended up in a genuinely (laughs) awkward place. Well done, Charles. Radio Chaser is brought to you by Male Pattern Baldness. Have you always wanted to look like Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins? Well, you do now. Male Pattern Baldness.